Intro time. Intro time. <laughs> Jill, you sing now. Intro time. There you we go. go. Bitch. <laughs> Jenny, your turn. Um, no. <laughs> you won't sing for us? I'm a professional singer. I'm not going to sing on the intro. <laughs> no, I just, I derive so much pleasure from listening to all of you sing that I would really <laughs> cloud things for me. To later have to endure like my bullshit and your beautiful masterpiece. I guess that's why I'm here in what, general. How dare you? I think the listeners have figured it out. But Morgan, do you want to say who's our little guest on this intro? Little. We got a special little guest. Little. <laughs> yeah, she's so cute. I would put her in my pocket. Jenny Owen Yes. <laughs> wow, thank you. I feel so small. Open <laughs> up the jar. The jar yes. is open now. <laughs> Um, Jill, we uh, like to call Jenny's non-existent segment on Angel on Top Jenny's Jar. So Ooh, in a way, okay. this this week uh, on the episode that we're about to record, we're going to kind of be opening the jar. Wow. Yes. Uh, the jar is where my two cents go. Just, you know. <laughs> yes, Jill. of course. I came up with that on the spot, Jill. On That's the brilliant. spot. Your brain. So beautiful. Yeah, that improv mind. <laughs> she was so upset when I said, like, Jenny's jar, but then I, I saved it with the two cents part. The two cents, I yeah. Mean, it's inarguably magnificent. LaToya, <laughs> is that what you want me to say? Because it's the truth. It is. Thank you, little Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I swear. <laughs> do you know that every time, Jill, do you know that every time on Angel on Top when LaToya is queuing up a jingle that I composed meticulously and with all the love in my heart just for her that she says hit it bitch she says it every <laughs> single time <laughs> to be fair that's a great is a bit term of endearment. <laughs> it is and a great bit and also to be fair it's what i deserve so <laughs> it's fine it's a little sassy little thing but whatever this isn't angel on top no this isn't buffering the vampire slayer thank this god is- what this the- is the dang Empire Diaries, everyone's <laughs> favorite and easily searchable podcast <laughs> <laughs> with a title designed for S-E motherfucking O. <laughs> and we are here today because... We have to introduce an episode, and that episode is The Vampire Diaries Classic Season 5. Episode 8, Dead Man on Campus. Gang, I edited this episode, but it brings me great joy to ask you instead, what happens in this one? (laughs) You shouldn't be asking me. (laughs) Let me open the Wikipedia page. I mean, we got, apparently we got both a Joshua Radin and David Gray song on the soundtrack, so that's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. I think we do talk about the needle drops in the app and are like, oh, and Icona Pop. I don't nice. care. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's not the song. Oh, oh, wow. Which one is it? They it's have called, another song. It's called yeah. All Night. Hmm. Ooh. All right. Good for them. Get that money. <laughs> Apparently, it's featured in the film Neighbors and appears on the film soundtrack. I've never heard it a day in my life. <laughs> I've never knowingly heard it, but you've I know you've heard it because you've watched this episode multiple times. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen Neighbors. <laughs> uh, you guys like neighbors? I really liked neighbors. I like neighbors. 
Uh, is that a Zac Efron movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Zac Efron and Seth Rogen. Yeah. All right. I saw it on a date, which I guess mm-hmm. was better than the date that I saw Lincoln on. <laughs> you saw Lincoln on a date? On a date? This is what happens when you date straight men. Romance, oh. baby. <laughs> oh, cinema. <laughs> <laughs> that is a long movie. I've never seen Lincoln, guys. What do you think? Should I give it a shot? <laughs> yes. Turn this off right now. Go watch Lincoln. <laughs> Adam we can Driver's do the pod without it. you. <laughs> Good. Okay, I'm going to leave and watch Lincoln. Uh, but before we go, um, I don't know. Do you guys – do you want to read reviews or can, should we just skip it this week? We can find a review. Yeah, because I, I, I have some. I'll send you guys the Google Doc. Because it's uh, Jill's part of the show, so. Yeah, but does Jenny want to read the review? <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. We write a review real quick that says, so much better than Jenny, anything she's done on a podcast. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, first Me? of all, it would be my honor to read a review if you deem that is what should happen. And second of all, I part of my uh, process of listening to The Empire Diaries is to think about a review that I would leave uh, on Apple Podcasts mm. and then determine that your listenership is so funny. Uh, that I cannot compete and that uh, to leave a review would be an exercise in futility and lead to humiliation. So, But I want you to know that I'm thinking positive review thoughts all the time. Why don't you just make your own review right now on this intro? Five oh, yeah, do a review right stars, now, Jenny. user Jenny Owen Young, 69420. <laughs> yeah, baby. Speaking my language. I know language. the risks, but there's simply no review title better than one that starts with I know the risks. <laughs> this podcast has everything. Latoya <laughs> Ferguson, a smaug like dragon perched <laughs> atop a mountain of treasure, but in this variation the treasure is knowledge and it stretches on through her cavern forever and ever Latoya knows everything that's ever happened on television she will tell you about it and you will be glad Morgan Ludich (laughs) oh no (laughs) she's adorable she's very funny she has cool glasses uh you just have not lived I would rather have a television episode described to me by you than watch the television episode probably probably most episodes of television meet this criteria Jill whose last name is so mystifying to me because it is pronounced in a way where I feel like it could be day field or day feel or day fee but I'm never really sure what exactly is happening in the like consonants at the end of the last name. But if I roll my mouse over her face on Zoom, no, it's just Jill. Her username is just Jill. So just Jill. Sometimes in life, there is a power so vast. It's like when you're eating like a delicious meal that is like you know made up of ingredients that you're like familiar with and comfortable with and you're feeling really good about them but then there is like one fucking sneak attack ingredient that you did not see coming Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it just really knocks you on your ass and you're like thank you 
Lord Sneak Attack for knocking me on my ass. I'm so happy right now. This rules. She fell down a well. People thought she was mute. She's a mystery you cannot solve, but you will never stop trying. She's sort of like the Caroline to all of our Klauses. I would bleed for this podcast. I love it. Please never stop. Thank you. Wow. So we're not going to read any other four five-star reviews. Uh, No, that's the one. That's That's, it. That's this intro's review. Jenny, you're the best. What an honor. (laughs) Um, And... I mean, that's it, right? We're not topping that. We never said what the episode is about, and I feel like that's the point of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dead man on campus. It's like, what isn't it about at this point? Can you not find uh, a synopsis? Did I Did I not find a synopsis? Oh, oh does I sound like... At Whitmore College, <laughs> Elena and Caroline decided to throw a big party, but their plans are interrupted when Jesse suddenly needs Caroline's help. With being a vampire. What? I added that last part. <laughs> yeah, this is the one where Jesse dies. It's a real bummer. This is the We're one all really where, bummed about uh, it. <laughs> Max creates Michael Michelson and thinks he did something special. Full tech bro <laughs> accidentally reinventing the bus thing. Like, come on. Fucking bitch. Wes. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? I think Aaron Wentworth may be in this episode. Who knows? <laughs> is this not the episode with the gun? No, no, no. This is the one before. Yeah. Oh, Are you guys well, still bleeping out, out his name? Or have you heard his last name already? We've heard his last name at this point. I okay. think we've now we now know that he's Aaron's last that name. Jesse is also his roommate. <laughs> 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 Any thoughts on that, Jenny? No, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Aaron, is that his name? Aaron? Yeah. He's like a he's like a he's like a blank. I look at him and my yes. eyes blur and I forget the last 30 seconds. Yeah. It's a, a poor man's game. The way Nick he leaves. <laughs> poor man's Nick Zano, but the way he leaves your mind the second he's gone. The way the, the, way the blankness that comes with both his acting <laughs> and just the character. And also if, if if we haven't learned that he is Jesse's roommate, we learned it in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, this episode, I, again, I've listened to the beginning of this, and we're like, this tiny town that they're roommates. <gasps> yeah, it's very silly. Boymore College, just a small distance away from Mystic Falls. <laughs> just a, an indeterminate drive's length away. <laughs> it's a hop, a skip, and a jump away from Mystic Falls. And that's the tea. <laughs> 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 okay, we're done. Bye, guys. Good intro. <laughs> And welcome to the Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we had to podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today we are talking the Vampire Diaries, Season 5, Episode 8, Dead Man on Campus. Uh, Dead Man on Campus, the Mark Paul Gossler classic. <laughs> True. Jill. Yes. How <laughs> did you feel about this episode of television? I thought it was very okay. <laughs> Morgan and I were so amped, and you're like, 
very okay. Yeah, I, it, it's a good Catherine episode, good Steve episode, um, yeah, good baby. Damon episode. Everything else, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, they killed Jesse. <laughs> told you, told you, it. <laughs> it wasn't gonna end well for this kid. It's rude. Yeah, it was very bad. God, but no, Elena is very casual about it. Yeah. You know, she's like, she's sorry, like, she spilled red wine on Caroline's blouse. Like, she's like, <laughs> I'm really sorry about it. And I'm like, I believe she feels bad and didn't mean to, but doesn't really feel like the gravity of it. How would this not absolutely devastate her? Yeah. Well, I mean, now apparently Elena's like, being a vampire is awesome and cool. Because, you know, she's definitely has always felt that way. <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. Caroline in this episode was just us being like, hello? Hello? <laughs> hello, Joyce? We needed her there to speak truth to power. Yes, uh, we were all Caroline, basically. I like that for us. Damon did have a point <laughs> that Jesse was like going to ripper him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, my head is going to come off. <laughs> uh, so obviously, because uh, Jesse's dead, that means that now Aaron will get straight A's in school. So. Yeah, I mean, technically, finding out they were roommates was, like, the the worst. (laughs) I I have to say, I think, like, it was so tiny town. Like, I was like, are there four people who go to this college? These two are roommates. Like, I'd forgotten they were roommates, and it was very funny to me that they were roommates. And then they were roommates. And, like, not friends at all. (laughs) No overlap. They're hanging out with the same girls, and no overlap. Unreal. <laughs> Morgan and I were quite amped watching this episode of television, especially as it progressed. Yeah, yeah you guys had a great time. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a good Damon app. Ian mm. had some of the best line deliveries. Yeah, maybe in the whole series in this episode. Yeah, it was king shit. <laughs> yeah, um, it was good. Like Stefan and Catherine, hot, yes. obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. Everything else just kind of is not, it was, uh, it was just there. Is it because Jeremy ruined every body scene? It might've been. It might've been. That one, the one with the old lady, I was like, yes, another scene scene. partner. And then he fucked it up. Yeah, that was troubling. (laughs) There's just like Bonnie living her life, being great. Jeremy shows up. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, things are different for Bonnie now that she no longer has magic, but she still has a magical calling. And she's actually starting to find it fulfilling in her own. Here's Jeremy. <laughs> I was like, no. It's his big, his big boy body. The shadow of it looms large <laughs> over this little patch of sun where we're having fun with Bonnie. And her little haircut. She looks great. Her hair is so cute. Morgan, did you notice, because I noticed Morgan and Jill, did you notice that they started calling him Dr. West in this episode and not Dr. Maxfield? Mm-hmm. Maxfield's not a name. <laughs> yeah, it's like a cool nickname. It's as if they got the note. Like, he needs, he feels, like, way too buttoned up and annoying. And he's supposed to be, like, young and cool. Can we give him, like, a hip nickname? Or is he? Because he is Aaron's guardian. How old is this man? I could not tell you because Damon calls him Doogie like (laughs) which is you know I I don't know everything but that's a Doogie Hauser reference which would mean he's a very young doctor I because I I said earlier this season Jill like his age I'm unclear on yeah 
I don't have an answer, believe it or not. I'm uh, an expert here. <laughs> <laughs> I should have the answer. Julie Pleck, all we're asking for is three hours of your time and the <laughs> canonical age of Dr. Wes Maxfield. <laughs> That's it. That's at least an hour. <laughs> Because you need to explain it to us until we believe it. (laughs) (laughs) I think another uh, maybe issue I had was every time we were talking about Tyler, I was like, I know what they're, I I know what he's doing. And I don't. He's roaming around the body. (laughs) Asking questions. (sighs) Still not over that. Don't be. You, no one is asking you to be. I'm so mad. (laughs) Yeah, because because to a certain extent, I'm like, all of these people do so much terrible shit to each other. And I'm like, in the scheme of things, is it that big a deal? And I really I came to the conclusion that, yes, it was. But I think my argument at the time was since I had not watched the originals, I was like, I mean, it's just Haley. But now that I have to, you know, comprehend Haley is the full lead of a show. I'm like, all right. It is a big deal. She got fully attacked. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was not good. <laughs> Just jabbing needles into a pregnant woman. Not a great look. <laughs> Yeah, and then on this show, it's just like, oh, where's Tyler? He's a shit boyfriend. We don't like Tyler anymore. And I'm just like, guys, stop. I mean, you know what? Caroline is giving it back to Elena in this episode, considering Elena was shitting on Tyler like this whole season so far. Yeah. Thank fucking God. It's like, if we're going to be honest about the guy I was seeing, we should be really fucking honest about the guy you're seeing, Elena. And that she was so clear that she's like, I'm being a good friend to you by bringing this up. And to pretend otherwise is bullshit. I loved. Right. Yeah. Uh, but do you have any memories from, you know, when you originally watched the episode, Morgan? Hmm. Um, not a ton. I think I remember, I think I remember being slightly more into Delena in some ways, like, you know, because I was. I was young. Uh, and like, so I think when Caroline like said her harsh truths, I might not have taken them as excitedly as I took them this time around. So it's <laughs> kind of like, I mean, we're all murderers here. But um, no, I, I really don't have a lot of specific memories about this episode. I think I d- was like, okay, Stephanie and Catherine, we gonna do it? Because yeah. we should do it. Um, and I know that I find Gregor Matt hot. So. <laughs> Still <laughs> so silly. Such a silly, <laughs> silly take. And I understand that. <laughs> That's really all I remember from it. Latoya, what about you? Um, see, I remember like uh, Jesse stuff being fucked up. Definitely mm-hmm. remember that. Um, definitely remember just the, the Catherine thing and like her like going to, off to kill herself and her like letter to her daughter. I'm like, ah. You know, of course, we probably left Jill cold, obviously. <laughs> no. Doesn't care. She's a doctor. <laughs> I liked it. I like that. I don't like that she wanted to kill herself, but like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I love it when Catherine tries to kill herself. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that you're not pro-suicide. <laughs> Catherine's suicide. Don't do it. Uh, what else do I remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Catherine stuff was very powerful to me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, moving forward, I remember the Augustine stuff very clearly. 
Yes. I, I more was like, oh, okay. We have set it off. <laughs> when Damon gave his number, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, what are we doing? Just you wait, Jill. Oh, Just Jill. you wait. Jill, this plot line is going to give and it is going to take. But what it gives is so special. <laughs> it's so special. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's reasonable to be skeptical, (laughs) but I implore you to get amped. Um, All right. So all of that said, should we get on into our discussion of the app? I also remembered how good Bonnie looked. Oh God. Yeah. That haircut. Jesus. And is it, I don't think it's too spoilery to say like, this is the hair for the rest of the series. Yeah. Oh, like we found it and it's now this and it's, Great. Good. I approve. Yeah. Kat looks so hot with this haircut. Just like. She looks great. Kiss. So the opposite of Bonnie's hair. Our episode opens in Dr. Maxfield's lab. I thought the opposite of Bonnie's hair was just Jeremy. No, I was like something bad, (laughs) something great, something awful. Wouldn't it be Jesse? No. (laughs) I wrote in my notes lab and then I wrote monster mash, but sad and racist because all I can think when we're in his lab is the monster mash. Um, Not even monster fuck. Not even the monster fuck. Um, Dracula and his son. (laughs) (laughs) Which is my favorite lyric from monster mash. That'd Uh, be what's in the outro for this episode. The monster fuck. Dracula and his son. Oh no, the monster fuck. I would like that as well. Jill's like, what's that? I'm sorry, Jill. I have no idea what's happening. You're going to hear it. It's a comedy bang bang take on Monster (laughs) Mask. There are multiple versions of it. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But I just fucking, Dr. West, Professor West, Mm -hmm. and his fucking recordings. And I'm like, he's your fucking student piece of shit. Then I'm like, wait, he's your fucking TA, you piece of shit. Like, he worked closely with Jesse and, like, knew him fairly well. And he's totally impassively experimenting on him, which is uh, horrific. Garbage. Mm-hmm. At least fucking Addy, like, his brain was warped. You got mm-hmm. that. He was fucked up by Silas. Yeah. Professor this West guy just does not have sucks. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This guy just has shit vibes and there's no further excuse. Ugh. But isn't so, he he's so dreamy or whatever? <laughs> I just um, see a blonde man. <laughs> so I feel about Aaron too. I see a blonde man. I also see a blonde man. Uh, so Dr. Maxfield says he is uh, like the indicators predict a positive response to the first bag of Augustine blood. And also that he there is a um, unforeseen side effect uh, that Jesse is really, really strong. Um, and he runs uh, to hit an emergency button when it seems like Jesse's like vamping out and kind of like hulking out, to be honest. And he is not fast enough. Jesse bites him and gives him a chomp. And it's great because fuck that guy. Just kill him. I mean, Please. I guess, yeah, with the reveal that he was made to to be a Michael, Michaelson, basically, it's like, <laughs> so yeah, he'll chomp humans, but like it's he'll stop because that's not what he craves. So. Yeah, it's it only sates him to like a certain extent. Um, our next scene takes place in the girls' dorm. Bonnie <laughs> is recording a video of herself for her mom. 
Okay, we all joke about, you know, how Bonnie's mom's absentee and all that fun stuff, but this is cute and adorable. <laughs> yes, her mom's never going to watch it because her mom didn't even seem to care that she was, like, gone. <laughs> I want to believe that her mom will like it and accept it, but it's also just, like, the least realistic form of communication possible. Have you guys ever sent a video to like your mom being like, hey, it's me. I'm he-. like a video voicemail. Not via my AT&T locker. <laughs> <laughs> but you should. It's so convenient and great to use for that. Good thing our dorm has MiFi. <laughs> oh my I mean, God. I did like the meta bit about like, we have a fireplace. What college dorm has a fireplace? Fair. Good to mention it because they're huge ass college dorm. I lived in a triple my freshman year, too. It's not that big. (laughs) But whatever. I just love the the idea that later in the scene with her and Jeremy, I'm like, do they just like have their own separate rooms within this dorm? Like, I know, I guess that's his room in the like Salvatore's place. Yeah, I could not tell where they were so often. I'm like, I've never seen this set before in my life. (laughs) Did Jeremy, like, pay some other freshman to let him use their door? Oh, my God. That feels like the most uh, possible thing to me. It's because, like, otherwise, like, they just took a road trip all the way back. (laughs) Drove, like, three hours away to hook up, which, Bonnie, come on. No. Bonnie, you can do better. She's talking to Jesse. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't drive. And that's when she was like, oh, I think I love him. I'm like, enough. Mm-mm-mm. The things <laughs> the show did to us. Inexcusable. So then Elena, <laughs> Elena and Caroline come in and Caroline has like a huge case of beer that she's like pretending to glug, glug, glug. <laughs> but like, like behind the video, it's very funny to me. Because when they go in, they try to like hide all the booze. It's like, you're vampires. I think it's fine. <laughs> you have a yeah. bunch of booze. I don't think Abby cares. Again, Abby's not watching this video. Oh, no. Maybe she is. Maybe she'll be uh, a good mom for once. Please <laughs> send her a text back, Abby. Please. She just sends a thumbs up. <laughs> oh! <laughs> She's me. You love to send a thumbs up. I do. It, it says all that needs to be said. <laughs> so... Elena, like, you know, Bonnie finishes up her video and Elena, like, drops the information that Bonnie is no longer a witch because she died and came back from the other side. And Caroline's like, yeah, mom, I'm the anchor uh, that connects the two worlds together. Like, yeah, she's technically just a corporeal ghost. Which is wild. A living ghost. Living ghost girl. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, you know what we're doing? Throwing you a big party. For all the people who have no idea who you are, yeah. you've not been here. <laughs> yes, they acknowledge it's college. They're fine. So soon after our other roommate died and there were memorials for her, <laughs> you're the replacement. Are you gonna go to like those girl those girls who had the dead roommate? They have a new roommate and they're having a party in their dorm. Are you gonna go? Yeah, I feel really bad. So I'm gonna go for like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the vibe. Wait till they start hearing about, like, the cartel ties these girls have. Uh, Yeah, I feel like the college rumors about them are not going to be as fun as the high school rumors about them. But maybe maybe people will be exposed to their deep nonsense. (laughs) So it's so funny because then Bonnie's like, "Okay, cool. Thanks for the party. I'm going to go 
register for classes <laughs> and they're all like uh-huh <laughs> caroline does like a little kissy face like and elena turns around and hugs herself and does the thing where it makes it look like you're making out with someone <laughs> which is like something you do in fifth grade <laughs> which is why it's particularly funny to see you nina do you it you don't do when he's they're going to kiss your sibling yeah I was like, that's your younger brother <laughs> So weird. <laughs> so they make fun of her and she leaves and it's it we cut to the courtyard where Bonnie and Jeremy are just like making out on a bench. Good thing Jeremy got expelled. Yeah, good thing he doesn't have to go to real boys school. <laughs> I write in my notes, ew, because that's what we all wrote in the chat. Yeah. Uh, Bonnie's like, yeah, I kind of don't want to like rub our thing in Elena's face on like the first day we're living together. And Jeremy's like, we could always sneak back to my place. And she says, Ew. you mean Damon's house? Don't say my place. Who, who is he? I know, but I love the idea. She's like, I am not making out in Damon Salvatore's house. That is disgusting. <laughs> I respect that about her. Uh, she says, while we're at it, why don't we just have sex in his bathtub? Maybe Catherine could watch. And I'm like, okay, go on. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm listening. Uh, Jeremy at least compliments her on her amazing haircut, but he only calls it kind of hot, like in a flip, like sarcastic way. But still, show due respect. Piece of shit. Yeah, no good. <laughs> But then Bonnie sees a, a little old lady across the way and they like make ominous eye contact and you realize this is like a, you know, a spirit that's about to cross over to the other side and it's going to need to do so through Bonnie. So Bonnie's going to need a minute. <laughs> she excuses herself and like goes away. And then the old gal just like pops up and is like, I'm ready and grabs Bonnie and she like sinks to the ground screaming and writhing in pain, which that one people are going to start to talk about. Yeah. It's also <laughs> not as um, ham-fisted as Morgan said it. The, I'm ready. <laughs> no, she did a good I'm ready delivery. This is me. I'm a bad actor. This uh, <laughs> old lady actress kind of ruled. Yeah, she did great. Yeah. Um, I thought she was super adorable and like very warm and sweet. So then we have Elena. She's on campus. She's on the phone with Damon. And she's like, I know this is going to sound lame. And Damon's first line of the episode is not a promising start because he's like, anytime you start with, this is going to sound lame. Guess what? It is. I'm like, suck it up, bitch. That's your girlfriend. Like, what's he doing all day? He's got nothing to do. Like, I guarantee you he's watching like the Food Network or something. Like, I really don't think Damon's doing anything important. I, he's probably a big HGTV guy. Ooh, yeah, I do believe that. I mean, yeah, the, the Mystic Grill was a popping in this episode, and he was nowhere to be found. So I can't believe it. <laughs> Log cabin living is on. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I bet HGTV is kind of a little bit become TLC. Like, the, I, he's popping on a ninety day fiance for mm, sure. Yeah, I, I know him. That's happening. <laughs> So uh, Elaine is like, this is for Bonnie. You had a really big part in bringing her back and you should come. It's a big party. Then she sees Aaron and is like, oh, wait, and runs up to Aaron while she's on the phone with Damon. And Damon's listening in and is like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Aaron is uninterested in coming to a party at a dorm. And I'm like, oh, a snobby college freshman. Great. <laughs> well, he's not even a freshman because he and Jesse are older. 
Oh, right. So he's like a sophomore or a junior or something? At least. Yeah, because I I assume they're like TA, like junior, senior. Okay. No college boy should ever be snobby. It's not not attractive. (laughs) Nope. Boring college boy also. I'm I'm letting all college boys who listen to our podcast, you're on notice. Don't be snobs. Yeah. uh, Listening back to episodes, obviously I, I committed to Aaron being my favorite, but I couldn't commit to that bit. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I was so ready. It, did, it didn't last. You could not keep it up. I say with with full respect. There's n- there's no there there. I couldn't do it again. At least Galen Bond had a fucking accent. It was terrible. We couldn't tell what he was trying to do, but like he had something. But Aaron has his charming reference. Sean Sepos has never had anything in any role he's ever played. I've seen a million of his things. From Melrose Place 2.0 to Dark Matter <laughs> to fucking, um, what is it? What is it? Shit. I don't know. Burt Robertson Show. Chris Palaha. Cherie Appleby. Uh, life Unexpected. Yes. No. Yeah? Life Unexpected? Yes. Hell yeah. Look at me. <laughs> Never watched that shit in my life. The second okay. season, they uh, just went from being, you know, a great show to being like, let's do a student teacher affair. And he was the teacher. Oh, yep. he was okay. boring there. No, thank you. So Elena tells us some things about his character that might have been hard to tell um, if they were not coming from her. She says, I know what you're doing. You like to push people away. But the thing is, and he's like, what the fuck? How do you know that about me? And she's like, how do you know this about me? Random freshman girl. It's so funny that she like out loud is like, you told me at the costume ball and then I compelled you. Fuck. Um, And so she compels him again and says, forget I said that. Forget I know anything. (laughs) You're starting over. You're coming to my party. There'll be free beer and it'll be really good for you. (laughs) Elena goes on to talk about how awesome being a vampire is. She's bad at being a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Elena is like already like, I mean, she fixed the problem, didn't she? (laughs) Did she? His brain, how broken is his brain? Because Jesse has to compel him later too. His brain is gone. So much of it is overwritten. I would love, I would love a scientific explanation on the Vampire Diaries as to what happens to your brain during compulsion. Um, because I think it would be very interesting. But geez, I can't imagine it's healthy or good for you. So Elena's like, see you tonight. Bye. <laughs> then she talks to Damon and Damon's like, Jesus, Elena. <laughs> I guess I'll come so you don't spill all our secrets and make out with the moody mystery guy. And she's like, the only moody mystery guy I want to make out with is you. Like, David doesn't know. He could have been ugly. He's like, no, Elena wouldn't talk to an ugly person. Elena doesn't talk to <laughs> uggos. I know that. <laughs> um, and Elena's like, also bring Stefan. And he's like, Stefan does not want to come to this. And she's like, please. I brought bourbon. He can get drunk and hate us from afar. Then Damon is like, you know, walking around the Salvatore house and he looks over at Stefan, who is having like a an episode in a nice armchair that he is ruining. He like keeps like flashing back to his moments in the well and he is um, not well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stefan thought that once he killed Silas, everything would go back to normal. And um, no, he still has PTSD. It's not very kind of Damon to point out that Stefan like ruined his favorite reading chair, but it does again touch on my favorite thing, which is Damon's love for all the objects in this house. <laughs> um, our next scene takes place at the Mystic Grill. It is a Catherine and Matt scene. Jill, 
you said this episode was just okay. This was yeah. all of Catherine's stuff. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, the scene starts where they're saying Maddie Blue Blue. <laughs> she calls her Maddie Blue Blue and she's like, give me a drink. And he says, no, you're drunk and scaring the customer. <laughs> <laughs> as he's watching himself as Gregor. As he is on his phone at work watching himself as when Gregor. When the grill is super packed. I'm like, Matt, Jesus. He's the only one who works there anymore. That's why he can do that. He fucking owns the place now. Yeah, he's his own boss at this point. And Catherine says to him, you realize every single time you say no, it just makes you hotter, right? And I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> Too much for me. I mean, this does, This is the start of a very fun plot. <laughs> it really is. Uh, she realizes he's watching something in check. And he's like, how the fuck did you know that? And she's like, look, I'll translate it. Like if you give me a drink and that's the the little deal that they strike. Um, so Matt explains over the summer, I went to Prague, met a girl. She followed me back here. Then her boyfriend put some kind of spirit thing in my head. And Catherine's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> she knows it's her wild card daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's so like this. Be like, you fuck my daughter. <laughs> Conversation is everything I've ever wanted. Catherine's like, yeah, like this guy named Kristoff activated you. He's a traveler. They're big on spirit possession. You got one inside of you. It's kind of like a human parasite that's hitching a ride in your brain. And he's, she says, so that girl, the one that followed you back from Prague, was she, Um, I don't know, feisty, little accent, ridiculously beautiful. <laughs> and the dopey smile that Matt does where he's like, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> When he just remembers, he replays season five premiere. He remembers his champagne threesome. <laughs> like, what a king. <laughs> and uh, Matt's like, oh, wait, you know her? Like, like he's like, yeah, her name was Nadia. And and Catherine's like, yeah, you could say that. But also, Uh-oh. I need to know Rebecca's reaction to knowing she fucked Catherine's daughter. <laughs> Like, how is that not a phone call or at least an on-screen text? Like Matt being like, hey, just so you know, <laughs> JSYK, we fucked Catherine Pierce's daughter. <laughs> Rebecca would want to take like five showers. The things we want the show to focus on versus the things the show focuses on. It's like on. Like Jeremy's torso. <laughs> Uh, this show's doing a lot there. <laughs> Why would you bring that up when we were having so much fun? Because <laughs> it, it was so much of the content of this episode. Uh, then at the dorm, um, we have uh, Elena and Caroline getting ready for the party. Elena handed out a bunch of flyers and she's like, yeah, Damon's going to try to bring Stefan. And Caroline's like, that's funny. That implies that Damon's coming. Woof. Elena is like, ooh, look, Jesse's calling you. You know, maybe that'll put you in the right mood. And Caroline literally answers it by saying, well, look who rose from the dead. <laughs> the disrespect. Do you get it, though? <laughs> a good one. That's a good bit. Um, Jesse's like, I need your help. Come to my room right the fuck. Like now, my roommate's going to be home. And <laughs> sorry, Caroline snaps too. Like, Wait, she snaps too. We're laughing at who his roommate is. I was laughing because I thought Morgan was about to say cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, we're doing this? Okay. 
Should I say cunt on the podcast more? I think we have said cunt on the podcast where you're like, we like to say it. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, my, my mom is, has not lost all faith in me yet. <laughs> so I need to say that more in our podcast. Um, so, so yeah, Jesse's like, come to my room fucking now. Caroline hops right to it. She's like, all right. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate her hustle in this moment. She doesn't waste any time. Then in the dorm room, Aaron shows up and is like, Jesse, you home? And I'm like, these two people don't know each other. <laughs> Shut up right now. And now it's even more fucked up with uh, Dr. West being Aaron's like guardian and like supposedly Aaron's friend, Jesse. It's like you have like fucked, like, killed him. Yeah, you shit. killed your surrogate child's roommate and friend. How does that feel, dude? It feels <laughs> good. <laughs> feels good. So uh, Jesse gives Aaron a little chomp because he's freaking hungry. Uh, Caroline comes in and is like, shit. Uh, she pulls Jesse off of him and like throws him up against a wall. And she's like, who the hell made you a vampire? Great. Iconic. Uh, then we have a Caroline and Jesse scene and Jesse is like explaining everything to Caroline while Aaron just lies unconscious on the floor. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I was fucking torture. Like, uh, like I was in a cell all day. And then at night he'd take me out and experiment on me. So if he'd starve me and then inject me with some weird blood, he says, what am I supposed to tell my parents? They left me all of these messages. Like they don't know where I am. <sighs> That's so fucked. <laughs> And Caroline's like, we'll call them. We'll tell them you lost your phone, but you're okay. And uh, Jesse explains that he locked Wes up in his lab. And Caroline's like, good. You did a great job. You're new. You're hungry, but it's okay. And Elena brings some blood bags. And um, like Jesse's like, holy shit, you're a vampire too. And she's like, you say it like it's a bad thing. First rule of being a vampire is realizing how awesome you are. And then again, I make fun of <laughs> Elena because the fuck? <laughs> You can't say that. Honey, <laughs> you spent like your first month as a vampire puking so much. <laughs> you were not well. Yeah. So we've really changed our tune on that, I guess. But all right. <laughs> so, you know, she gives him the blood. And like Caroline makes this great point, like Elaine is about to heal Aaron with her blood. And Caroline's like, no, no, no. I was thinking that Jesse could do it because like you're a vampire now. You may have to hurt him. But you can also help him by healing him with your blood, which is great. So like Jesse heals uh, Aaron and it's like clearly like helps him and like makes him feel less like scary and bad. And Caroline is like a good teacher as always and is nice and is like Elena let's teach him about compulsion and yay maybe this won't be so bad after all well (laughs) (laughs) we can hope yeah like it's so fucking miserable then at the grill uh in the back room we have or or I think this is just in the back uh it's in a back table Catherine meets up with Stefan and is like, can I have like a drink with you? Like I could really use some company. I've had a bad year. (laughs) And Stefan takes pity on her and is like, fine, one drink. And Catherine's like, cool. Universe at work. Don't know if you know this, but our (laughs) doppelganger stars are fated to be together. So like it or not, you're going to end up with someone who looks like me. (laughs) She's been consistent in her her saying she's in love with him. 
It's always been him. <laughs> Absolutely. Stefan's like, what's wrong with you? And she says, other than the joint pain and receding gums and the fact that I have to pee every five minutes, I'm dandy. Uh, so we established that Stefan is uh, here to be alone and avoid talking to people, which, you know, Marry is not me. going well. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine's like, well, I'm honestly at this point drunk enough that I'm not going to remember a fucking thing you say to me. So <laughs> shoot. Catherine, marry me. <laughs> so Stefan's like, look, I like says the exact thing La- that Latoya said before. Like he thought that killing Silas would help him move on, but you know it's not working. Like he's still dealing with like the trauma of dying over and over again in the safe. And she's like, oh yeah, PTSD like makes fucking sense. Will allow me to give your life purpose. Help me with a favor, <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> classic Stefan is like what the fuck and she's like I'm helping I'm being nice and uh, she's like I know a little something about PTSD like I lived a fucked up life as well and Stefan's like okay fine what do you need and then Nadia shows up and (laughs) (laughs) she uh, Catherine's just like hey meet my daughter (laughs) and Stefan's like (laughs) oh This was not what he wanted tonight. Like, Uh, poor guy. He just wants to be alone. And he should have gone home once he saw how packed the grill was. Yeah. He should have gone to another bar. Is there? Another bar? Is there one? Drive out of town. Go to Grove Hill. (laughs) Leave Grove Hill alone. You're right. You're right. Grove Hill doesn't deserve that. Go somewhere, buddy. <laughs> so our next scene is at Bonnie's party and we have a Jesse and Bonnie scene, which is nice. They're both being cute and smiling at each other and having a pleasant conversation. I, for one moment, am happy. <laughs> so Jesse's like, your mom's a vampire too. And she's like, yeah, she's doing good. Like, you'll be fine. And Jesse's like, it feels like you're like looking around the room for something. Are you scared of me? And Bonnie's like, no, no, no. I'm just looking for my, well, I'm not sure what he is actually. <sighs> and it's like, it's oh, like, look at these not two anymore. <laughs> beautiful people. Beautiful. And they are wasting their time <laughs> flapping their lips about Jeremy Gilbert. This is racism. <laughs> fair. Yeah. Fair. Bonnie says, describes her relationship with Jeremy by saying he's my best friend's little brother. He's still in high school. And I, <sighs> I think I'm madly in love with him. Uh, she should be like, are you fucking a child? No. <laughs> How no. is he not like he's in high school? High school. Your best friend's little brother. How, how old is he a freshman? How old is he? Like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. no bad. <laughs> Jesse run. So then across the party, Elaine is talking to Caroline and Elaine is like, you're keeping an eye on Jesse. And Caroline's like, yeah, I'm teaching him to sublimate with grain alcohol. <laughs> and Elaine is like, cool. I sent Damon to question Wes. And Caroline's like, you did what now? <laughs> like Damon's going to kill him. And Elaine is like, nah, he's getting information. <laughs> to which Caroline replies, you realize you're wrong, right? <laughs> Phenomenal. Good. Elena tries to like head her off and be like, look, I know you're not crazy about us being together. And she's like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm fine with you two being together as long as you can acknowledge the kind of person you are with. Yes. And that's all she's trying to say. 
And yet at least like, no. <laughs> good friend. Caroline Forbes is being a good friend. And Elena sh- should be considering herself lucky to have her guidance. But instead, she is not. She has like Honey. two of the best friends you could possibly ask for. And you would think she would be grateful. <laughs> she will stab herself for these people. And that is, we we must give that up to her. And that is something that she has done. But that said, honey, listen, like <laughs> fucking open those ears up and listen to your friends because they are just being, they're saying the facts. It really is a bummer. And it like, it really makes Elena lose a lot of credibility, I think, as a character that she's constantly like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And we see this as Demo is amazing in this episode. A plus Demo <laughs> episode. Possibly the best of the season, I think, so far. Like, he's he's really fun. Yeah, five. no notes. <laughs> best of the season. <laughs> so far. Because <laughs> we he, he's still been on thin ice with us so yeah, far this season. Been. Yeah. And it's just like, even in a great app, you're like, what Caroline's right. Like, it does not for one second make you forget who he is. Uh, so then in uh, Dr. West Maxfield's lab, uh, Damon has like still has him tied up and he's going through his refrigerator, looking at all of his like Petri dishes and blood vials and shit. Like Damon's like, I'd really rather be at like a party making out with my girlfriend and getting like fucked up. So like, let's get through this fucking interrogation. <laughs> he like finds all these little vials and Ma- and Dr. Max is like, be careful with those. <laughs> So are you saying if a character or characters have vials of blood all over the place, that's bad, Morgan. That's bad. It tends to be a thing that evil people do. What I will say is I don't know if there's causation, but there is a strong correlation with evilness and having a bunch of vials of blood around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that is that is that my most generous take on that. <laughs> This is Still, concerning. I hope you like the show Legacies. <laughs> um, so what the fuck? <laughs> Damon's like, huh, like you wouldn't happen to have a bunch of like fucking infectious diseases on this college campus, would you? And he's like, Well, I'm a researcher, I'm an MD PhD. And then he and- adjusts the glasses he's not wearing. And I'm like, shut up, nerd. Uh, David's like, that explains it. I know a lot of people like you. Science over medicine, right? Let me guess. You use these on your little vampire lab rats. I wonder how he knows a lot of people like Wes Maxfield. Huh. When, when would Damon have even met those kinds of people? In what hmm. circumstances? So are you not excited about what's, what's coming? I'm concerned. <laughs> Can you share your concerns with us? It just doesn't smell right to yeah, you? Or... It seems like it's just coming out of nowhere, which it kind of is. <laughs> it is. It doesn't necessarily feel like something that was always baked into who he was. Yeah. But I-, I would say, I think I buy that it happened. Okay. <laughs> yeah, upon that seeing what happened, I think I-, I buy it. He's lived a long life, Jill. Okay. <laughs> a lot of years walking this old blue marble. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be a fun time. So, yeah, it's be a fun time. We're not fucking with you. 
I promise you something good is coming. Okay. So Damon starts doing this thing that is incredibly funny, which he's like, we're going to play a little game where I inject you with whatever the hell necrotizing fasciitis is. And Dr. Maxfield's like, that's a flesh eating bacteria. And Damon goes, gross. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. <laughs> so good. And he's like, basically just like, I'm going to inject you with diseases and ask you questions and shoot you up like full of all of this stuff until you tell me what I want to fucking hear. Okay. Uh, amazing. <laughs> that was the first moment where I was like, this is going to be a good Damon episode. Yeah. Was it nice to like Damon yeah, again? To laugh at gross and then immediately like, so that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> good. Thank you. I need this. <laughs> that's the boy we've known and loved for so long. How do we think the character of Damon Salvatore would fare in succession? <laughs> Not well. He's too impulsive. Like, I feel like he'd kill everybody. Like, it's unfair. Like, if he was not allowed to use his powers, like if he was, you know, let's pretend he's Superman on a, you know, with a red sun and uh, everybody's taking vervain or whatever. And <laughs> he also has a bunch of vervain on him or something. So we can't do any punches. Um, yeah, he'd be like Roman. <laughs> I think he would just be Roman. I think what I'm saying is I want Ian on succession, but also it'd be pretty funny to see Damon in succession, which is probably what we'll get. I would love to see Damon on succession. Uh, I'm sorry if they were like, well, you know, Jill, you know, Legacies is a is a sequel series. Mm -hmm. You know that I don't think that's a spoiler. <laughs> so if they were like, well, while Legacies is going on, here's what's going on in New York, and they cut to <laughs> Damon in a boardroom. <laughs> With Shiv Roy, I would like cry. <laughs> Damon talking to Carl, I would weep. Damon and Jerry, now that's an alliance. That's that's something I would like to see. <laughs> that's <Yes>. good to me. <laughs> Logan Roy asking him if he's a sicko. <laughs> You're sitting, he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> you tell me, dude. So as we stated, Damo is on one. We leave that scene. We go to the grill. In the storage room, we have a Stefan, Catherine, Nadja, and Matt scene. Stefan dream opens, team. The, honestly, the dream team. Stefan opens the scene by saying, just out of morbid curiosity, which one of you is younger? <laughs> and at the same time, both Catherine and Nadia say, I am. <laughs> Stefan, you little chaos monster. And Stefan's like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Good Lord. When will these people be out of my life? <laughs> Please. So then Matt shows up. He's got a big, fancy, ornate knife. He's like, this is the knife the traveler left behind with me. What the fuck are we doing here? Uh, they sit him down. And Nadia says, come forth and check, which brings out Gregor. Stefan sees his like eyes go black and is like, what the fuck? Uh, Gregor's like, what the fuck am I doing here, Nadja? And Nadja's like, it's fine. <laughs> it's not fine, Gregor. Trust your instincts. <laughs> so Catherine's like, hi, Gregor. I'm Nadja's mother. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from my daughter. No, like Gregor's like, what the fuck do you want? And she says, Nadja's my only child. So naturally I'm suspicious of anybody who wants to date her. Why don't you tell us the real reason you're in Mystic Falls? And it turns out he was after Catherine. Because, you know, they always are. Who isn't at this point? Which is, of course, Jill's favorite part of the show, people being after Catherine. 
<laughs> Jill, were you annoyed? No, I was like, sure. Why not? At first I was like, how do we know? How does he know that it's not Elena? Mm-hmm. No red hair streak. Oh, <laughs> uh, though. Th- <laughs> thankful for the red hair streak. Travelers <laughs> might actually just be able to know these things. And plus, you know, she said that she's not his mom. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Good so point. Elena, I, oh, I don't think she would say. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think she'd say. I don't know if she'd be able to sell it. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to Classic see her try. Travelers. I also okay. would. <laughs> Catherine knows all about travelers, though, because her papa was a traveler. Her papa. <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing. Just nothing from Jill. Stone cold. <laughs> papa, Jill. Her papa. It was her papa. <laughs> yeah. Big sword. <laughs> Um, so Stefan is like, guys, I really just want to go get wasted. Like, please hurry it along. And, uh, he like puts the blade to Matt's neck and Gregor's like, oh, fine. Like I'm here for Catherine. Catherine is like, this is why I don't want you dating my daughter. (laughs) Travelers are bad. Catherine is like full on mom now. It's so funny. So Catherine stabs the fuck out of Matt and he like falls to the ground and not just like, what the hell? And Catherine's like, give it a rest. Matt will be fine. Gregor, though, is uh, very dead. I expelled his spirit. Uh, That's why you wanted this knife so badly. It's the only thing that truly kills a passenger. You know what? Like fucking Catherine's papa was all about apparently hopping into people's bodies, but he wouldn't let her have a child out of wedlock. What a piece of shit. A real motherfucker. We do not support him. So then our next scene's back in the lab. Damon is continuing his very fun torture. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like turning a kid into a vampire so you can experiment on him. And he says, what is it about this place that turns people into mad scientists? And I'm like, huh, another interesting uh, thing he offered up there. It's like, you might think he's talking about Addie, but no, Addie wasn't a scientist. So who's he talking about? So Wes is like, human trials are an important part of modern medicine. And Damon's like, yeah, but don't those people usually get like paid? or something <laughs> and don't they volunteer and um Wes pulls a bunch of greater good shit and Damon's like I'm not the greatest guy in the world but what you're doing doesn't seem to be good <laughs> like here's the thing it sucks like before everything goes down Damo is team Jesse absolutely he is like he and he's so annoyed with this guy's bullshit that he gives him rabies <laughs> <laughs> It's great. He's very pleased with himself. I wrote in my notes, yay, rabies. <laughs> yay, rabies. As we're always saying. <laughs> um, so then I just have in my notes for that scene, demo with a heart next to it. <laughs> so things are going well in my notes. Then at the dorm, we're having our party and Bonnie like runs into the like the dead lady from before. And she's like, am I on the famous other side? And Bonnie's like, yeah, yeah. What, how'd you get here? And she's like, I died. And Bonnie's like, no, 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 no. I mean, what were you? And this woman's like, I, like, I was a witch. Like, what are you? And Bonnie explains that she's the anchor. And this woman's like, oh, that doesn't seem super fun. And Bonnie says, it's better than being dead. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. That was stupid to say. But this old lady's like, no, 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 it's cool. Dying wasn't fun. But you felt my pain and you know that. But like now my pain's gone and I feel good and I'm okay. 
Bonnie did that. This scene is so sweet. It's, I really like, I think I was just really excited that she had a different scene partner, mm-hmm. but also it was a good scene. It is a good scene. And it's really nice to see, like, again, to see Bonnie, like, reacting to the fact that she's done good because she is such an inherently, like, good, kind person who wants to create positive things in the world and help people so that, like, she still can do that even though she doesn't have her powers is so nice. Like... That's what we want for yeah. our girl. But unfortunately, Jeremy shows up <laughs> and is like, oh, like I had to wrestle Lena to get these jello shots. <laughs> I'm like, stop. <laughs> and he takes Bonnie away and she's like, where are we going? And he's like, to register for classes. Oh, shut up. No. Kill me. Uh, then across the room, Jesse and Caroline are slow dancing and she's like, touching his hand and he's like that feels amazing and she's like yeah everything's heightened I've heard (laughs) it's like I heard that somewhere Uh, and Jesse's like that feeling never goes away and Caroline's like nope so it's looking nice for a minute (laughs) which honestly also though the fact that that feeling never goes away that's one of the reasons you would like turn it off that's just so fucking annoying (laughs) are they just like does it feel like they're on Molly all the time (laughs) That's what it seems like. I assume you like get used to it and kind of even out, but I imagine like intense emotions can be tough to keep a lid on. That's how I always assume that it is. But also for any CW character, intense emotions are hard to keep a lid on. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm just kind of like, yeah, they're on a CW show. (laughs) Then back to the lab with Damon like Damon's like ah rabies didn't work fuck I need to find something more immediate (laughs) and finally Wes is like okay okay I wanted to turn Jesse into a new kind of vampire Damon's like that's ambitious and he goes well I'm very smart but then he He says what it is and I'm like no you're not (laughs) (laughs) yeah fuck it Damon immediately is like cool I'm gonna give you Ebola now (laughs) (laughs) because rabies wasn't working fast enough I love you. And um, Wes says, look, like the kind of vampire you are is dangerous to humans. You're dangerous because we're your food source. I want to change that. Ominous. (laughs) Then back to Jesse and Caroline. Jesse and Caroline are going to kiss. And he's like, oh, wait, should we kiss? Because last time you got all weird. And then she lays one on him. Hot, nice, good. I wish they so just sorry, stayed Tyler. <laughs> I know. How did you feel? I'm, I, I know that she's moving on, but this seems, you know, they're hot. Yeah. 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 I, know I like Jesse, but yeah, I like Jesse a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Rip, but yeah. rip. <laughs> uh, then back in the lab, uh, Wes is like, if vampires don't need to feed on humans, they're no longer a threat. And Damon's like, all right what he says human blood will only satiate jesse temporarily until he gets a taste of what he really craves and damon's like uh excuse me what's what is that that he's really craving back to the party uh make out make out make out he starts uh kissing her neck and then he gets horny eyes and he kisses her face and he chomps on her lip and has a little taste of her blood and uh uh-oh i mean who among us doesn't hasn't chomped on a lip Come on. I mean, (laughs) you guys know my story to this effect, right? No, what's your lip chopping story? Uh, The first time Michael Jason kissed me, he drew blood. (laughs) 
<laughs> King shit. He he did, and then I was like, "Ow!" But I didn't really notice for a minute, and then I, I hustled him out of there because I was scared and nervous. And then he left, and I was like, "I'm bleeding," and then I was bleeding for hours and like because lip cuts do not heal quickly I guess so I like iced it and I went over to a friend's house a friend of mine was watching Bridget Jones diary (laughs) with her now boyfriend of many years and I was there to make it less of a date (laughs) oh my god I showed up and I was like well I just went on a first date and I got kissed and I'm bleeding now so I did a really good job making the date less romantic for that (laughs) And I had to later tell Michael, hey, um, you kissed me. That was nice. Just want to uh, do want to let you know, give you like a quick note um, <laughs> that I you bit me and I did um, bleed for quite <laughs> a while after. So if next time could come in a little softer. <laughs> and Michael was like, um, I may have been a little eager (laughs) and I am sorry (laughs) Jesus so like it's really a wonder this has lasted (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and I revealed his vampirism to you Mm -hmm. and I was like well this is how it's going (laughs) so yeah you guys it was a chaotic time in my life (laughs) I didn't know how to be. <laughs> wow. Um, so so anyway, so what I'm saying is I can very much relate to Caroline. Um, <laughs> we're basically the same person. So uh, Jesse runs away because he's like, I don't want to, you know, do anything bad. Uh, then we have an Elena and Aaron scene. And Aaron's like, okay, this like isn't terrible. <laughs> very cool. And he's like, it. <laughs> And he's like, barely, I fell asleep and I just woke up. And she's like, okay, cool. Have some jello shots. And he's like, ah, now I know why Wes told me to stay away from you. You're trouble. It it just, it's not charming. It's very wooden and cardboard. And that's me speaking for myself. What do you guys think? I mean, I've already said, I went through numerous shows to tell you how I felt about it. Jill, how's uh, Aaron doing for you? He's fine. I, I I was like, oh, this could be cute. Do you remember the character uh, when we're not watching the show at all? No. Exactly. Yeah. Are you reminded the character exists every time he shows up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, there yeah. Are just, yeah, there's yeah. so many other more interesting characters. Yeah, he's pretty low on the list, you know, yeah. of people you'd, you know, prefer to see. So um, he explains that Wes is his legal legal guardian and that his parents are dead. And Elena's like, me too, birth and adoptive. And Aaron's like, holy shit. Like, usually I'm the person with the most dead parents in the room. <laughs> and uh, she's like, ah, it's a well. Tie. Yeah. Um, well, did he lose also lose two adoptive parents too? I don't know. You just said it. <laughs> well, he said he says, like, usually I'm the biggest freak in the room. And I'm like, I don't think that's nice. How does that make you a freak? I know. So Aaron's like, how did it happen? She explains the Wickery Bridge crash. uh, And then Aaron explains what happened with him, which is that he was six and they went camping and he woke up to the sound of his mom screaming. And when he went to check, there was blood everywhere and her and his parents had bite marks on their neck. What could that have been? A bear. Probably. 
Oh, well. <laughs> Context, this is story's hilarious to me. <laughs> I know. And Aaron's like, they said a bear got into the camp. So I, you know, shuffled around distant relatives for a while. Eventually, Wes took me in. And Wes is the closest thing to family that I have. No idea how bear related in any way. Distant relatives are still relatives. Mm-hmm. Unclear. So Elaine is going to go like get him more jello shots and like they've kind of had a bit of a moment, but she runs into Caroline who's like, Have you seen Jesse? And um, like and they really Elaine is like, No, kind of gloss over like, like Elena realizes it was vampires and just nope, gonna move on. Yeah, she well, she realizes that it's vampires and then is like, Oh shit. Wes means a lot to you, huh? And then runs away to make sure her boyfriend doesn't kill this boy's father figure. Very funny to me. Very funny. This is the scene where the music dropped out, right? Where I was like, play the party music. Play the party music while he's telling the story. I wish they had. Yeah, they like played like sad Vampire Diaries score. And I'm like, no, cop out. Play loud 2013 hits. (laughs) We're at a party. Play some pink. Let me hear levels. (laughs) Oh, my They moves like Jagger. Oh, so sad. (laughs) That, they were playing that at USC when we were there. I could not escape that song. Yeah. That just brought me back. <laughs> Sorry. Give you Ooh. more flashback. <laughs> then at the Mystic Grill, Stefan is like continuing to have like very troubling flashbacks to his time in the safe. He like ends up like getting outside. He feels like too crowded by all the people around. He like can't focus. It's very tense for him. He, like, feels like he's dying all over again. He's panting and, like, really seeming to have a panic attack. And Catherine finds him. And Stefan's like, get the fuck away from me. But she's like, come on, no, relax. It's okay. And he grabs her by the throat. Hmm. <laughs> all, of, all of your hosts are very quiet. <laughs> and they're all staring into their Zoom cameras very knowingly. Waiting to see smirk. who's going to say it first. <laughs> And it's not going to be me. <laughs> I shan't do it. Hot. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, it's very hot. Uh, oh, the scene. <laughs> Catherine's like, look, you can either deal with this or you can run. Either way, it's going to catch up to you. And he starts, you know, tightening his grip on her throat and she's like I can't breathe and so she says like you need to name like tell me the names of all the people that you killed who is the first person that you killed name him and in doing this Stefan starts to be able to focus on something else and relax and you know he says Giuseppe Salvatore Thomas Fell um and she's like see see you're in control you're not drowning you're not dying so Honoria Fell Mariana Lockwood, Christopher Gilbert, and Margaret Forbes. Killed all those bitches, baby. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) And Catherine's like, see, I told you I knew what I was doing. (laughs) Hot. Young Stefan was like, you reap what you sow. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely he was. So they like Stefan actually thanks her. He's like, thank you. And it's it's a big moment because like Stefan Salvatore thanking Catherine Pierce. I wouldn't have thought we'd be here in season two. Yeah. But also now I kind of want to cry because I'm like, has Catherine done this before herself? Mm. Oh. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> so 
not so like Nadja shows up. It's like Gregor's dead. Are you happy? <laughs> she goes full teenage girl. Catherine says, you deserve better, Nadja. And Nadja goes, rot in hell. And I hate you. I wish you were dead. <laughs> Slams the door. I can't believe Catherine told Nadja she can't go to the mall tonight. <laughs> <laughs> she can't go to a PG-13 movie with her friends. Who's going to be there? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to let you go. Oh, no, mom. People. Do Who's I know People. people? <laughs> I would like, I would like this, please. <laughs> uh, then in the lab, we're cutting between Damon and Elena on the phone. And Elena's like, wait, what the fuck? Jesse feeds on vampires. And he's like, yeah, that's what Doogie said. So this is where we have the Doogie Hauser reference. And again, I'm like, what age is this man? Yeah. And as I noted, like, he just made, like, Michael, like, the Michaelson dad. Like, this is what he did. He didn't need to be experimented on to just be like, I'm going to eat some vampires. Yeah, nothing original about it. Uh, but, um, more like the originals about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I did a little drum kit for the guys. They, our eyes both lit up at the same time, <laughs> realizing what you did. <laughs> oh, good podcast. Good podcast. Uh, so Elaine is like, okay, so he told you this. So he's still alive? Positive? <laughs> And Damon's like, yeah, for fucking now. And Elena's like, don't kill him, please. Tell me you won't kill him. Damon's like, okay, okay, I won't kill him. (laughs) Elena, come on. (laughs) That is the voice of a man who is going to kill someone. (laughs) It is so funny, but um, I think I glossed over this, which is the idea that once uh, Jesse has vampire blood, he will not be able to stop, which is obviously dangerous. So then... Uh, Damon hangs up the phone and is like, so here's the deal. Like, you're an awful dog shit person. If I let you live, you'll continue your awful dog Mm -hmm. shit ways. Because he he knows people like him. How? I wonder if we'll ever find out how he knew that. Hmm. (laughs) You like this, Jill? (laughs) No. This is another Silas situation, but this not is, a hot reveal. It's going to be like revealed immediately. So yeah, good. it's going to be revealed immediately. Okay. Uh, it's the only way to handle you is to snuff you out. You're lucky I don't feel like burying a body. And I'm like, it's not like you ever bury them well. You have one spot. <laughs> and those graves are shallow. <laughs> so um, in the hall, like we, we, we have this moment with Jesse and Damon, like they run into each other. Jesse's like, what the fuck has been done to me? Uh, and Damon's like, hey, 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 easy there, easy there. And Jesse's like, it isn't really enough that you locked me up and poked me full of needles. Now you I, now like you've made me want to feed on the girl I like. And Wes is like, oh, you don't get it. You feed on monsters like you're good. <laughs> he smells blood from a cut on Damon's wrist and he vamps out and he goes to attack Damon and Damon's able to kind of hold him at bay. And Damon's like, hey. If, you know, Professor Forbes forgot to tell you in your training, I'm a lot older than you. And that means I'm a lot stronger than you. Please note he calls him sweetie in this moment. <laughs> Expand I on noted that. that. <laughs> How do we feel about uh, Damon calling other men sweetie? Thumbs up. More, please. I feel good about it. And Dr. West is like, you know, actually, that's not 100% accurate because Jesse has weird super strength. And Damon's like, what the fuck has been done to you? Jesse chomps down on Damon. 
And they're struggling, struggling, struggling. Elena walks in and sees them and she's like, David. And then she like, instead of going over there, stays where she is and like stops herself and yells for Jesse to stop it. Like, Jesse, Jesse, let go. And it's not happening. Uh, and Damon says, like, he's gonna rip my head off, please. Which and like, so, well, he is. He 100% is. But I just feel that there is some middle ground between staying away and shouting at someone and killing them. There has to be a syringe full of vervain in that lab. Yeah. I mean, I mean obviously, you know, not really the time to find it. But like, she I can mean, zoop Morgan. Well, why doesn't she zoop over to him and snap, snap his, his neck? neck? Yeah. yeah. These, are, these are all options. Zooping and doing things. Do those? Does that work on a, a super vampire? Probably How worth finding out. Damon's juggler would have been ripped out had she snapped Jesse's neck. That is the other thing. I'm like, he probably had him in a pretty tight hold. <laughs> Snaps a neck, but like Damon has lost his larynx. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Get a new larynx, bitch. <laughs> Got a new uh, larynx. <laughs> so um, Elena kills Jesse. It sucks. Caroline sees it right as it happens. And uh, Jesse dies in Caroline's arms. And it fucking sucks. Like, it, it it's shitty. Like, RIP to another Black Vampire Diaries character. We barely knew ye. Yeah. And I know we basically know the answer and also also don't know the answer, but like, why? Why introduce Jesse to do to that? Um, because we want you to care that Wes is hurting people so much so because, you know, one of his victims and therefore you, the viewer, have a personal stake in seeing him defeated. But there is no fucking reason that the characters that die so we know that people are bad are so disproportionately black. Yeah. And they have to suffer so much in, in all of this. And it's all like extreme suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fucked. It's really <laughs> fucked. Like I, I'm sure I barely registered Jesse's death when it happened when the first time I watched it, because at the time I was like, okay, new character on the vampire diaries. Don't get attached. Like that is to me the rule of thumb anyways. Like when I see a new character in the Vampire Diaries, I'm like, all right, let's keep some distance because chances are you're not lasting more than half a season. But like, shitty. This is a good character and a good performance. And like, just would have been nice. It's fucked up. How to get away with murder is after this, right? Yeah. Okay. So he's still getting, getting work. Yeah. He books, right? Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. He was on Insecure. He's good. He's doing well. Oh, okay, cool. Good. So, it, like, Elena's like, I'm sorry. He was going to kill Damon. And, Car- and Caroline says, but we promised him we would help. Like, especially, like, the amount of investment Caroline clearly, like, had in Jesse. And, and so, like, clearly, like, derives self-worth from helping people and, like, really took Jesse on not only as, like, a crush, but, like, a charge. Like, that's a real brutal loss for her that I don't think, and not that that's the only terms that we should view this in, obviously, but like, Elena doesn't seem super moved. <laughs> and that is shocking to me that she's just like, yeah, I murdered someone and I'm 
Super cool. Like we had the huge, like Elena murders her first person story last season. Yeah. And also a black also man. Also a black man. <laughs> and oh. kind of tight. <laughs> and it like it like is supposed to be this big, huge thing. And it kind of like for Elena, it's ironically this big, huge thing because of the hunter's curse. And I think that it was that was almost a mistake because I think Elena Gilbert, like taking her first life is bad enough on its own, you know? And now she's like, kills people with the ease that Damon does it with, with the ease that like, you know, Catherine does it with. Like, it's not necessarily the same amount of malice or relish, but like similar ease. And that, that feels like a a problem, like a part of the awesomeness of being a vampire. Yeah. Come on, baby. You weren't always like this. It's almost no. like Elena is broken and needs to be fixed. Hmm. If only. So um, she says, Caroline, I'm so sorry. And Caroline says, yeah, me too. Because the Elena that I knew would have given Jesse a chance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yep. Absolutely correct. No, Elena would have like stopped Damon and Rick from killing Jesse is what, what it would have been if Rick were yeah. still around. And like, mm. Rick's like, I, I gotta go kill him. And she's like, no. Yeah, she'd be like, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, she'd shove Rick super hard into a bunch of lockers somehow, even though they're in college. <laughs> Find lockers. Rick must be shoved into lockers. <laughs> uh, so then at the grill, Stefan's closing out his tab. Well, David Gray's The Other Side plays a song from 2002. <laughs> Great song, but also a song from 2002. They can play songs. Why not? That actually makes it more authentic as a song played at the grill to me. But it's also weird that it's not playing like during a body scene. Then. Fair. It's again. It's called the other side. <laughs> uh, then he discovers this little letter that Catherine left for Nadja, and it's a suicide note, which is fucking horrifying. Catherine Pierce gave up. Yeah. She said, I had to kill your boyfriend. It was the motherly thing to do. Suicide, not super motherly, but like, you know, I spent 500 years running from an enemy and then I stopped. And now there's another enemy. Like I could run, but I'll never escape my real enemy, which is time. We see her perched on the clock tower and she's like putting a foot out in front of her and like getting scared of like the jump. And it's like, she's going to fucking do it. I thought it was very interesting and very cool of the choice of having her write the note to Nadia, who she's known for how long? I'm sorry. Joe, <laughs> um, what did you say? Uh, Nadia, Nadia, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Nadia. Thank, you, thank you. Sorry, um, I, I couldn't hear, couldn't yeah. fathom who you were talking about. Uh, I love that she wrote it to Nadia, yeah. who she's known for like, what, two weeks and not anyone else in that town. Like, well, it, I could see her writing it to Stefan, but no. She's known for two weeks, but who she's thought about her entire life. As we as we know from, again, the moment that leaves you cold. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, exactly. But like the thing is, like, is she, she knows Nadja will care the most and will need answers the most about what she's what you know she's planning to do, I think. And I, I think I think it's so sad that that also that she is planning to to die having 
like the most important relationship in her life be to someone she's only really known for this long. Like that's also so tragic. Yeah. And it's very sad to see her like defeated and giving up. But she says, so call it pride or vanity. But after the life I've had, I refuse to drift off into the sunset. Goodbye, Nadja. And she like turns around and she lets, she like falls backwards and like free falls off of the clock tower. And what is this? Season three, episode six, Smells Like Teen Spirit, (laughs) because I am seeing Paul Wesley dramatically catch Nina Dobrev and then make (laughs) eyes at her. (laughs) And I'm thrilled. (laughs) He says, what are you doing? And she says, look, you either face your problems or you run. I went with option three. And he says, what problem has you jumping off the clock tower? And she explains that she's dying of old age. And she, like, describes this process as mortifying, which, like, you can tell it is. So when he caught her, I have in my notes, all caps, hard eyes. He is looking respectfully. And he puts his hand on her cheek. I'm dying. And he says, hey, you're Catherine Pierce. Suck it up. And leaves. (gasps) Our our chat was just silent. And then immediately after that, you guys were like, ah, ah, ah. Hot, 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 hot. Yeah. So hot. Like, you know what? Catherine agrees. Yeah. Catherine agrees. Yeah. Catherine's like looking after him, like, like she's <laughs> ruling. <laughs> and it's just so hot. I'm so happy for, for her to have this little late in life romance. <laughs> <laughs> for her, it was always the romance, though. But now, this new incarnation of it, a late in life treat. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and then some Joshua Raiden song starts playing for Bonnie and Jeremy sex. <laughs> oh. According to the transcript, this is a hotel room. And okay. that which which I guess like like for Jeremy the, paid the for a local hotel. So no, they could be he alone. made Bonnie pay for this room. Yeah. He's a child. I'm like, I mean, that he drug works money. at the grill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> drug money. Jeremy would sell me the worst weed I'd ever had in my <laughs> life. Like, I would never buy drugs from Jeremy Gilbert. He gave Vicky all the worst drugs, but she didn't know any better. <laughs> she was, well, she, she wasn't a particularly discerning audience. I, I, I don't mean to disparage our dear departed Vicky Donovan, but I don't think she was being overly picky. <laughs> so in this hotel room, like, Bonnie's like, I miss magic. And she, you know, she's looking at the, she's playing with the lighter and, you know, she can't just light the candles like she used to anymore. And Jeremy's like, come on, step away from the candles. Let's do this thing. They hook up. They're hooking up. He like lifts her. He's really big. This should be right up my alley. This scene should be so hot. We should be losing our minds. Yeah. Because like they're getting after it. Like this is the most they've shown them doing anything, I think. Like, yeah, yeah, this is yeah, like there's straddling, there's pulling off of clothes, but no, no. <laughs> and to add <laughs> insult to injury, at least the mood changes in that Bonnie sees Jesse across the room because he's here to die. <laughs> Good God. <sighs> and I mean, she's it's like, great to have Jesse cockwalk Jeremy Gilbert. That's great. Thanks, Jesse. As I wrote in our chat, one last good deed before he goes. (laughs) 
Like, I think objectively, like thinking it from thinking about it from the other way around, Jeremy Gilbert can't fuck his girlfriend because she has to like mediate a ghost. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny to me. But obviously. It's revenge for cheating with a ghost. Absolutely. <laughs> Every time he tries to fuck her, there should be a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> for our sakes, at least. Yeah. So Jesse like and and Bonnie are like looking at each other and he's like, I'm not ready. I don't want this. And he grabs Bonnie and passes through her. And it's obviously like super painful for her as always. And Jeremy helps her. It's like, what the fuck? And she's like, look, I'm the anchor to the other side. Every supernatural being that dies has to pass through me. And he's like, okay, but how often does that happen? (laughs) Why didn't you tell me this was happening to you? How did they not? worry that this would happen considering Amara's state yeah (laughs) she doesn't know as you said yeah (laughs) um so Bonnie's like look I'm back here I'm touching you we knew there would be consequences just kiss me yeah she says this is worth it any consequence is worth this and I was like any really and you know they Uh, keep hooking up and i was just like please no (laughs) it's gotta stop how much longer (laughs) (laughs) i i don't you won't like the answer (laughs) no (laughs) i i wish i wish for you i could say it was it'd be over soon but i can't (laughs) i'm like i i'm trying to to help you out jill like I mean, relatively, won't it be over soon? Well, the thing is, like, to quote uh, Katy Perry, <laughs> never really over, you know? <laughs> like, it, just like the way they broke up the first time, like, they weren't really, like, they never, re- like, they draw it out a while. So our, our next scene is in Caroline and Elena's dorm. Caroline says, she backpedals. She's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean what I said earlier. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Stick to your guns. She's out of line. It just sucks because Jesse was one of the good ones. And Elena says, I know. And I wouldn't have killed him if I could have done something. But he was dangerous. Like, I, you, I need you to believe that. And Caroline, like, doesn't really look at her. And she's like, Caroline, like, please believe this when I tell you it. And Caroline says, I believe you. I believe you want to celebrate the fact that we can go to school and function like regular freshmen. I get that. I want that too. But Elena, when are you going to figure out that the outside world is not nearly as dangerous as the person you're inviting into your own bedroom? Yeah. Point. <laughs> and just like, okay, say the Elena had snapped Jesse's neck and they like put him in a cage or whatever. You no longer have a witch, so you can't even do the whole thing that you did to Jeremy to make it so he didn't want to kill his sister. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think the the, the science, whatever Doctor West did, like, mm-hmm. has kind of fucked Jesse up. Like, there's no really kind of turning back from that, right? Yeah, I mean, like, like maybe they could like keep Doctor West like locked up and be like, find a solution or we'll kill you. Like, that's the only option really and even that nothing would be guaranteed like this was likely not a super sustainable like you know if it had been elena they would have figured it out but even saving jesse there's no saving jesse from what west did 
Likely. Yeah. I mean, like the real enemy is Wes here. And, and I do have to say to, to counter Caroline, even though I don't want to, because I agree with her tonight, isn't really Damon's fault. Damon was on his best behavior tonight. Yeah. Damon did a good job, but that doesn't mean that Caroline isn't making good points. Yes. Just write that in your vampire diaries, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And Elena's like, wow, tell me how you really feel, huh? And Caroline's like, the day I stop telling you how I feel is the day that we're no longer best friends. And I hope it never comes. Yeah. Also, she's been yeah. telling you how she really feels for years and you don't fucking listen. Also, I'm so sorry because I know we put this to bed a while ago, but he assaulted her. Yeah. Like, and considering I was willing to like say prom was the end of it, apparently it's not the end of it. So like... To put these words in Caroline's mouth, he's a bad dude. You have invited him into your life and you have to acknowledge that he is dangerous. And to not follow that up with, because of what he did to me, we know this, is so disingenuous. Like, it's it's such bullshit, I think. Like, it, it really, I, I do remember being bothered by this at the time where I was like, I'm sorry, but like, she wins this argument if she says this thing. And you should not be so afraid to destroy your main couple that you can't actually be honest about the canon of what's happened. It sucks. Like, I, I really, like, yeah, I, I continue to be upset about this forever and always. Like, Caroline kind of forgot that she was assaulted by this guy that she has to spend all of this time with. Like, it's it's one thing if she had, like, canonically and literally, like, forgiven him and just been like, or been like, I don't want to acknowledge that anymore because I've moved on and that's a gift I've given to myself. Or, like, whatever, however she wants to say that for her, it's put to bed. But we never do that. Yeah. I mean, we've said this multiple yeah. times, but like the fact that it's just not addressed makes all of this just so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, and if you want to have Caroline, I'm sorry, but like give this story to Bonnie, give it to Stefan, give it to someone else. Because like, if you're going to have Caroline say this and not have her finish her fucking sentence, which it's there. Like if you've watched this show there's no way you're not thinking about it when she says this stuff, unless you, I guess you are a more casual viewer and you've forgotten because it's not like they acknowledge it. So I guess you mm-hmm. could forget it's a long time, but I don't know. Like as a, someone who's like a fan of this show, it's just such a really, it's so weird. They go out of their way to make Caroline the most anti Damon of him. Not even just because he's pro Stefan. Mm-hmm. It's so it's like, And why is she so anti-Damon? She kind of has this really great reason. And as a type, like as a, as a like neurotic color coding kind of a gal who uh, likes to be right all the time and is bossy and sometimes doesn't always think before she speaks. If we have an argument like that in our back pocket, Guess what's fucking coming out? <laughs> I would not let it rest. Every fight would end in me going, well, you know, Damon did like assault me. So like I kind of have the, I have the higher ground here and I win. And you are an idiot for arguing with me because he did this thing and is objectively bad. Can't we all agree on that? And that's maybe I'm a pettier person than Caroline is. <laughs> Caroline Force is fucking petty as shit. 
yeah, I kind of have noticed that she can be quite petty. So to me, it's like so unbelievable that she's not bringing it up for just like a multitude of reasons. And like, I mean, then again, the show has her like hand wave away the shitty things Klaus does too. So who knows? Well, yeah, but like the the other thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, about, I'm, I'm gonna get really angry soon. I'm so sorry. Just just say I'm gonna get really angry soon. That's uh a fucking fucking valid, fucking valid. What I want to say is it's just like the thing about her not bringing it up. It makes me feel icky in that we all know it happened, and if we're not bringing it up, it's be- like I, I I have this this reading that comes across for me like whether they intended for it to be this or not if she is not bringing it up it makes this friend group feel like a toxic group of people who know what Damon did and because they've decided they don't want to hold him accountable for it that Caroline just needs to like play nice and move on to the point where she doesn't even feel comfortable bringing it up and if that is what is going on here these are not my friends. Like, like I, it fundamentally breaks the reality of the show. And you just have to like hold it all in your head and like, you know, make decisions about what you believe and what you don't. But it's just like, come the fuck on. And it's just one of those things where like, especially being in a writer's room now, you know, it had to have come up like every fucking season to the point where like, that is not discussed at all. There had to have been a mandate basically to say, we're not going to discuss this. Yeah. Like it had to just be like, at some point they were like, we put it to bed. We weighed the cost and benefits. And like, because Damon is now our romantic hero and the fan favorite, we cannot bring this up anymore. And we have to treat it as like non-canonical or like sub-canonical. And that's just our decision. And I get that that is a tough story to tell. Obviously, I would not envy them the task of having to make everyone, everyone in this group, like reckon with the fact that Damon did this like out loud and to each other. That would not be an easy scene. Like, I would be the terrible writer who gets uh, fired after one season because I'm like, and here's how we can just fix this. And we just adjust it this one time. And it's like, no, no, shut up. (laughs) I would just keep pitching it. Oh God, I would never stop. And I would also be fired. And it's just like, like, I get it. Like that, that is not an easy kind of like sequence to write, but it's also like, are you asking us to forget about this? Or are you asking us to pretend they've forgotten about it? Or like, again, like remembering it and the idea that it's like, or do like all of these characters, like, like, I know that's not the canon reality of this. They're wanting us to believe that all of the characters remember this and like, don't like for Caroline to bring it up because it makes them uncomfortable. But like that is like metatextually how it feels because the show doesn't bring it up because it's uncomfortable. And that is pretty icky, man. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I know it feels like we're like fucking a broken record at the, at this yeah, point. I know, like I said, I was ready to just like put it to bed with the prom episode. But like the way things are going now, it's like, nope, it's like, it's still there. Her antagonism towards Damon is still there and for good reason. And like, just allow us to discuss the reason so we can move on. Like, I'm not even saying that Damon needs to be punished. We just need to address it and move the fuck on. The fact that we don't address is why we can't move on. Yeah. 
I fully agree. And and again, like, I don't know what that scene fucking looks like. And, and I, I'm sure that that I'm sure this is the conversation they had where it's like, what does the scene look like where Damon like apologizes for being a rapist? Like we, we pitched, was it last season? Uh, like the Andy star, like her interacting with Andy star and talking about it. And that would have mm. been like the best version of it, honestly. Yeah. It's like another woman telling her like he, I had a really different experience with him, which like also, I mean, like rhetorically, we could get into why that's like, why by Andy Starr saying he didn't do anything to me. We, you know, we, 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 we would put it away, which is like, well, he's always been great to me. No, we're, yeah. not, we're, not, we're not saying that. <laughs> yeah, but like something to like. Because we also said we would make, uh, Andy would make him apologize. Yeah, be like, you did this to this woman? You gotta fucking say you're sorry right the fuck now. Um, R.I.P. baby girl. uh, R.I.P. Miss you, miss you, kiss you. But like... (sighs) It just, it really feels like it needs to be part of his character growth. That we're just not, we're getting so much growth. Mm -hmm. And that's just like not... A part of it. Yeah. And it, it's also like, like, how do you root for Elena to be with this person who does this? And like, it's like they have to change Elena to make her okay with who Damon is. And like, I, I just, I'm remembering like season one. And, and I know I, I bring this up every time we have this fucking conversation. But when Elena sees the bite marks on Caroline in season one, and she is like, this is horrifying. She is so scared. She is so worried for her friend. She, and like the way that like Candace is like so shaky in the way that she like tries to justify all of it. Like it's such a powerful, like I I think about that scene I get very choked up. Like I think both of them are so good in it and it's such a visceral scene. And the idea that we're like not acknowledging that that happened and that like, is so wild to me that that Elena is having that conversation about how Damon's good actually to Caroline. And I'm like, but he did this to her. Like, yeah, uh, it's just a tough one. Tough pill to swallow. It's not going down. <laughs> On a, a, a lighter note, because uh, mm-hmm. uh, we brought up Andy Starr, I was like, what's Donna Oliveri up to? And, you know, she's mm-hmm. doing okay. She's uh, was in the, uh, the hot zone anthrax with like Daniel day, Kim, she's doing well. She's going to be like in the new, like Taylor Sheridan show. So she's, yeah, (laughs) she's, she's doing well, but I just learned her father's name Mm -hmm. is Salvatore. Yes. Yes. That's great. Yes. Come on the pod, please. (laughs) Don't I love you. Come on the pod. Don, Don Taylor Sheridan collab. That is very powerful. Right. I was like, wait, that's the new Taylor Sheridan. It's like, yep. (laughs) She's Hell working with yes. Sam Elliott, baby. Ooh. Ooh. My mom's crush. <laughs> That's a good mom crush. Right? Yeah, let's see. He's got Sam Elliott, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill. Wow. Billy Bob Thornton. Wow. This is a Southern Yeah. Joint. <laughs> this is a Southern joint. <laughs> New Southern joint. <laughs> <sighs> ah. All right. It, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to say or this, or would you like me to stop beating yeah, this dead like horse? We've said this so many times, but like it needs to be said so many times. Every time they bring this up without bringing it up, we're going to have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like they tried it. <laughs> Can't get anything past us. <laughs> Bad girls of podcasting. <laughs> we're going to hold people accountable no matter what. <laughs> Except for Kylo Ren. Except for Kylo Ren, who never yeah, no. did anything wrong, baby. How you doing? 
oh you look so sad <laughs> God. um anyways at dr west maxfield's lab he's still tied up and he's like could you just what? fucking kill me already i have to ask earlier why couldn't demo hear him like sawing at his restraints I guess they're rubber, so that is pretty quiet, I guess. Everything's heightened, Morgan. You're right. Everything is heightened. Uh, He's too so, busy thinking of his little, like, quips to say. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll say this next. Yeah. yeah. Be great. Well, also, the vials were rattling around. <laughs> <laughs> so Damon's like, I'm actually just going to wait and compel you, so it's fucking fine. Uh, he is... <laughs> dropping he's like putting stuff back in the fridge because he does believe in cleaning up which you know i I, i've said a lot of bad things about damon but that's nice (laughs) and damon says hey why the fuck does this say one two one four four and maxfield's like why the fuck would you care he says because i was two one oh five one what but also that's just a random number how do you know that that's like maybe he knows (laughs) one two one four four ever thought about it jill you stupid idiot yeah, I'm a big old dummy. Wow, <laughs> you're smart. Uh, and um, Dr. Maxfield's like, wait, what the fuck? You're an Augustine vampire? Quick flashes. Uh, wait, he's, uh, he's like, strapped oh, down. I haven't heard that name in so long. <laughs> he's like holding his head like, ah, the visions. So demo impression. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So Damon's like, Augustine, haven't heard that name in decades. Vampire lab rats, coded subject names. I thought you guys shut down 60 years ago. And Wes is like, you thought wrong. And Damon's like, cool, I'm going to kill you then. (laughs) And unfortunately, Wes has sawed himself free and he runs over and hits a big old button on the wall and it like dispenses vervain gas from the ceiling. School putting all their money into this get a sports team god <laughs> yeah I, we don't spend enough money on sports <laughs> you, you're from fucking virginia why is he aren't you in the sec you assholes i'm like yeah why is the science so good <laughs> um so uh wes is like when working with vampires you can never be too careful i'm sure augustine will be thrilled to have you back and we end our episode with damon coming to in a cell he keeps having those flashbacks What's really funny because it's like, I'm sure Augustine will want you back. It's like, are you sure? Maybe you should like uh, look at the flashback and see if Augustine would want him back at all. <laughs> Probably smart. And Is then... Augustine a person? Okay. <laughs> also like, no. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I, I don't remember. Think so, no. I made that face because I don't remember, Jill. I don't cool. believe okay. so. <laughs> I think it's just like the code name or whatever. Got it. And Jill, he wakes up in the cell. And the cell has DS carved into it. He has his own cell. And under it, it says 53. And uh uh-oh, it looks like Damon's been here before. (laughs) And he doesn't look too happy to be back, baby. And that's our up. I wonder what would make him happy to be back. Hmm. Maybe if there was something familiar. (laughs) Both (laughs) out. My phone fell in just excitement. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, Jill. We're too far. I can't get it now. I I, I know that my facial expressions are not mm-hmm. an odd. Oh, God. What am I trying this to say? This is a, um, a auditory medium. Yes. And you're doing a and visual expression. A more visual person. Oh, because that's why we always 
my reaction. The faces you're making, Jill. Yeah. So yeah. I want to just make it clear that I look very confused. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Jill's looking pretty confused at this <laughs> point. I can't verify. You, it's fun what's about to happen. It's good. <laughs> Even though it's like, it's clearly flashbacks. I know you hate that, but. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. But we're about to, to learn. To the 50s, it sounds like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the 50s and a bunch of cells. So. <laughs> it's not even like really the 50s. Like, yeah. You're not going to hear any like doo wop. Bullshit. <laughs> you're not going to hear any sha na na. Fucking witch. I wish Every Redacted scene. was singing sha na na. Sorry, Joe. That'd be very um, good. I don't know. I think we had a fun time. I think it was a fun watch. I got mad. We, we, but I think we got mad about things that we needed to get mad about. <laughs> Jeremy, you know, Jeremy's continued presence. Um, another black character dying after suffering horrible agony for seemingly no reason. <sighs> and uh, the Damon Caroline of it all uh, continuing to not be acknowledged. You know, the huge. But, but on the brighter side, Kathy, uh, Kathy on Stephen. the brighter side. Uh, um, <laughs> now, is that like a Meg the Stallion? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no. No, I'm just going like, <laughs> I'm not cool, so I cannot. Mm, okay. Um, I, we haven't recorded in a minute, but isn't this around about the time we do rankings and crushes? What? I believe <laughs> it is. Um. I'd like to say that um, my crush for this episode is our dearly departed Jesse, cutie, good crush, sweetie. And for a second, he got to have kind of like a fun, hey, I'm a vampire. Maybe this isn't so bad time. And that was a nice look on him. And it was nice that he and Caroline were actually, you know, like being cute together. Yeah. What could have been? <laughs> what about you guys? <laughs> my crush is Steph and Kathy. Same. Hot. Yeah. Hard same. Hot. Hot. <laughs> Even when he was so annoyed by her, the way they were looking at each other. Ooh, when he was what? choking her. Yes. Unreal. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Jill. Yes. How many people are on your list this week? I'm going with six. Okay. Interesting. Who's, uh, who's ringing in at number six? So number six, I added... Um, because I needed to. They did him mm-hmm. dirty, but I love him. Mm-hmm. Jesse, I wanted to include him, but they didn't give him like uh-huh. anything good really in this episode either. They were just like, oh, time to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why give him something fun to do? Yeah. Um, but I wanted to rank him while I could. Uh-huh. Jesse was unranked last week, so it's nice to see him here. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Um, the first appearance in quite some time, I think. Ooh. <gasps> is Damon. Wow! <laughs> Damon, how does it feel when you're <laughs> back in the rankings? It feels good. It's nice. <laughs> it's a nice, it's nice to write his name down. Yeah. It feels weird. It, it felt weird putting him in my list, but he made it. All right, good for him. And right <laughs> above him is mm. Stefan. Woo! Stefan's so yes. fucking hot, you guys. <laughs> Steve was number three last week. So this is technically a demotion, yes. but still we love but it. We have a solid top three coming for oh, you guys. Mm-hmm. Tyler, Tyler, and Tyler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's actually all women. So Ooh, <gasps> feminism. Women can do anything. <laughs> number three is Bonnie. I'll forgive her for Jeremy. 
Because that could be higher if not for the Jeremy parts of it. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> probably. But the scene with yeah. the old lady was so good. Lovely. And then at number two, for being mm-hmm. our voice, <laughs> Caroline. Yes. yes. And then number one, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Kathy. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> She's so good. Kathy was number four last time. So she has is a, is a meteoric rise. For she her. made the leap just like she did in the episode. <laughs> yeah, baby. Just reverse oh, the I clip. Love it. She's going up. <laughs> well, I love it. I think it's a solid ranking this week. I think yeah, it's good. I like good. it. It makes me happy. This is, it's nice to see these names here. Weird having Damon back. Crazy. Gonna admit that, but shocking upset. We'll see if he stays. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. See how you feel next time. Um, but uh, I guess that's about it for us. Follow us on social media if you want. Don't if you don't want. Uh, we have a Patreon if no, you want. No, do if you don't want, bitch. <laughs> if you don't want to follow us, follow us anyway. Um, rate us five stars on iTunes if you haven't already. Uh, write us a review if you like. I don't know. We we love you. <laughs> Okay. Keep holding David Salvador accountable. Bye. <laughs> I said, Frankenstein, what's gotten into you? He said, my dick is hard and I need to screw. He did the fuck. He did the monster fuck. The monster fuck. It was a graveyard fuck. He did the fuck. That monster sucked and fucked. He did the fuck. He did the monster fuck. From my laboratory, I heard quite the racket. Deep in the castle, the vampires jacked it. The zombies all fucked in the graveyard grass. <laughs>